at you somewhat live from a relaxed, groovy, smooth jazz lounge in Northeast Los Angeles. It's the Brian Howard Show. And now here's the relaxed, smooth jazz man himself, Brian Howard. Right, babies. That was nice. You said you wanted smooth and relaxed or something. I don't normally... By the way, welcome to the show. This is your internet buddy, Brian Howard, sitting here with my internet buddy... Uh, Me? Jenny Lynn. I'm getting there. The unkillable Jenny Lynn. I don't normally give notes. True. True. Don't hesitate. Do okay. I give notes or not? No. He says, critiquing <laughs> the way you just spoke to me. But if I were to give notes, yes. I would tell you, do it better. I, For you, no, there are no notes, because there's no notes that can control you. That's true. And that's how I like it. Me too. Yeah. That's why you're on the show. That's why no one else is, because I killed them all. Yeah. But you're good at that, hiding bodies. What with your degree, by the way, congratulations are in order, or geez, I'm terribly sorry, or is in order, or what a shame, you should have aimed higher to begin with, is in order. I'm just going to keep making these up. I'm uh, wondering where you're going with this. You had a test. Yes. You had a test to be a California certified or nationally certified or county certified, which... California certified. Uh, certified. It's more narrow than the field I studied, but it's a life insurance limited to final expense, which means funerals. They should just call it funeral insurance. What? No, wait, wait, wait. I yeah, thought, that's I thought the, the test. The, oh, it's I thought the test was it's to be pre- a funeral director. No, for doing pre-planning, which All for right. some reason falls under the realm of insurance. I because really cannot tell you why. Because you're paying money. Well, yeah, you're paying beforehand. Yeah. But it's Which not... is a weird gamble because you're going to die. Weird gamble or it, really, really good gamble? Not a gamble at all because you're yeah. paying for something that you're going to absolutely use. Yes, uh, as opposed to... Auto insurance, where you might not ever need right. it. So you took a test to be able to say it again. I, I just love the I love the bureaucracy of the title. Please. Uh, life insurance limited to final expense. Life insurance limited to final expense. Mm-hmm. There's no component of this that even slightly resembles life insurance. It's death insurance. Yeah. Well, no, no, I mean, it's it, not because you can't insure against death. Well, it or, it's a pre, it's layaway. Yeah. Pretty much. You're essentially Kmart. I am Kmart. Of death your generation. Kmart. You're death Kmart. You're D-Mart. Oh. Man, the blue the blue light goes off. It means somebody cacked it. Yeah. And then you come in with your little white robes with a red cross on the chest. You dig the hole. You stick the tube in the arm and you pull out the bile. Is that what Kmart bile. does? I thought that's what a funeral director did. Oh. But if Kmart did that, I'd shop there more often. Me too. I would shop anywhere where things are inserted in me. I'm sure. No, just leave that there for a second. Okay. Just let's just let this soak in. We haven't done a show in a while. Our listeners are back with us. Let's just have the let's let's I you think and they I probably just turned this off. No, no, they're not allowed to. I've ripped the knobs <laughs> off all of their iPods. Uh, so you took the test. Do iPods not have knobs? No. Okay. It's not even one. I don't. Uh, I still have the record player. I still have to put a nickel on the uh, stylus. So on the times when it skips. On the stylus. You didn't. Okay. The now needle? see. These are, yes, thank you, young girl making me feel like an old fart. When is it, is it really called a stylus? I thought a yes. stylus was a thing that you used on 
touch screens. Yes, that is also a stylus. But the actual needle, the entire element of the needle was also referred to as a stylus, I believe. I will look it up during the break. You better. And the needle being the very, very end part was often a tiny little chip of diamond. And I remember to this day, I used to go into the Montgomery Wards. There's a blast from the pack. Yeah, thank you. The Montgomery Wards, and I would, there was a section where they had the hi-fi. I love that they called it that for a while. The the Hi-Fi phonographic systems. And there was this display that was an arm, like a chrome. Sorry, there's like dog hair on my mic. There's a chrome arm. And then at the end of the chrome arm, about a foot or two long, was a tiny little depiction of a diamond that had a light effect behind it that made the diamond look like it was sparkling. And I may have this memory completely wrong. It may have been some somewhere else in my youth, but I remember that Like image. Woolworths? Like, like another store, like <laughs> Woolworths. Yeah. yeah. I'm just imagining all of this happening in black and white, by the way. And you're wearing like little knickerbocker pants yeah. and newspaper boy Like cap. everybody did in the 70s. That's what the yeah, 70s the was like. <sighs> no? That's why I don't like you that much. It's not I true. I love you. I love all of you people that come here to do this show and the people that listen to the show. How did you do on the test? Long story short. I passed with all an right. 89. Oh. oh, that's not how your father and I raised you. No, actually, my dad would be devastated because of the fact I only had two weeks to study. I think yeah. eighty nine is pretty good. Are you anal like that? Do you do, do you get really upset now? First of all, because I don't know this about you, I'm not sure if I've ever delved in, delved into this about you. Uh, w- were you a good student? No, not even remotely. I not tested remotely. well uh, because I can well, memorize things. Well, then, 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 then you. But in terms of grades, yeah, like. Doing homework or right. showing up to class? No, I was a terrible student. I so had, you're quantifying good student with because you said you an tested well. Grade in the class, right? Well, well, Generally well, not good. Oh, C's and below. Yeah. Oh wow. Ex- certain classes I did yeah. well in because I cared, yeah. but the ones that like which I, ones did you care about? German. <laughs> I know. Did you care about German? I don't know, no, but I did. No offense to our German friends no, out there. No, it's but... very random. Out of all the classes I could have cared mm-hmm. about, that one, consistent. Math, algebra, English. No, no, German. no, no, but that German. History, oh. uh, theater, sometimes English, but I really didn't like turning in essays. Yeah. Uh, basically, any class that there was busy work, I wanted nothing to do with. Yeah. And instead of... Just, you know, owning the fact that I was a student and doing what I was supposed to. Yeah. I staged my protest in the form of not doing anything. Were, the, were your siblings, was there a good student in your life that you always felt like you had to kind of, you know, live up to? Nah, I never felt obligated to. My brother yeah. had much better grades than I did. My okay. best friend was a good student. Yeah. Uh, See, my brother was a not a good student at mm. all. And I was four years behind him. Going through school. That's a pretty big spread. If it was closer, it might have been worse for me. But teachers would find out I was his brother. Maybe they were expecting me to not be a good student. And I, I, I was the older one. Yeah. Yeah. You were? Mm-hmm. I don't know how that relates to my family. I was. I was. Now saying. I'm not. Okay. My but brother got older than me. That's weird. It's really weird. That's really weird. I told, he's an overachiever. Because to do that, you have to be on the Enterprise going at, I think, super light speed around mm-hmm. the earth. And then when you come around, you and your brother change place, and then the Borg have taken over the Earth. Yeah. Right? So that's how it works. Yeah. That's I'm exactly not what happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> it was a really weird weekend. <laughs> Just one weekend of the Borg. Yeah. What a party. 
Remember the they, party? Oh, man. They oh, throw man. the best events. They do. Romulan ale everywhere. Yeah. It was great. We will all be assimilated together in the basement. The lights go out and it's assimilation time. Seven minutes in assimilation heaven. Yeah, very nice. But then I got to college and then I had a 4.0 the whole time I was there. So, really... I cared in college. Yeah. It was like me... Okay, one time, and I'm not proud of this, one time I went to summer school, which is On something purpose? that... No, had oh. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, before. It was right before my uh, ninth grade, freshman year in high school. But where I went to school, ninth grade was at a middle school. Mm. Um, was at a middle school, uh, and then high school was three grades. Okay. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So eighth grade failed science. Did not like the teacher. I'm going to say his name, Mister Vias. He's probably dead. It's, oh, God, I hope so. It was the 1870s. It was all. the, I know. It, and, and he taught us about salt and lime and how, dig a larger hole to put a larger post in. The science of the day. Yeah. Animal husbandry. Don't yank. I did not do well in that class. Yeah, not at all. I got it totally wrong. I showed up the first day in a tuxedo ready to marry the cow. It's not what they mean at all. Mm. It turns out that's not. Anyway, didn't like this teacher, failed his class thinking that I'll show him, (laughs) (laughs) not realizing that I'm I'm an idiot, and right about the last (laughs) week of school, I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, I'm informed that I have to make this up in summer. Uh, My family was with my mother. I was living with my mother at the time. She was moving from one town where I lived in, Laurel, Maryland, to another town, Annapolis, Maryland. So not only did I have to go to summer school, but I had to do it once the move was over, in the new school area where I will now know nobody. Mm. Nobody. I might have at least known a couple of the other, like, idiot flunkoids, <laughs> you know, if I stayed where I was. Right. But now I'm here, and I'm filled with a room of idiot flunkoids. By the way, patent, I'm trademarking idiot flunkoid. And I get to the summer school, and I don't know anybody, There's so there's no distractions. And that's when I became in stark contrast to these other kids. I wasn't really one of them. Even though, like you, I was a bad student, I didn't study hard, I was bright enough usually to pull it out the last second and mm-hmm. pass and get a C. Lucky, if I try a little harder, maybe even a B. And that was it. I was fine with that. Had I really applied myself, I might have gotten straight A's too. Who knows? Any kid would. Just just sure. work hard at it, right? It's not difficult. No. Well, yeah. Well. Well, there are some, you know. Uh, okay. All right. I take that back. Well, yeah, if you're Forrest <laughs> Gump. Maybe difficult. Yeah. Although he went to college because he could run, forest, run. Everywhere he went after that, he was running. He was a running fool. Anyway, uh, got to summer school, didn't know or like any of these other kids in this place, rode a bus to it. It was, uh, com- it was super compressed. It was only like four weeks out of the summer, so it didn't take up the whole summer vacation. It took mm-hmm. about half of it. Uh, maybe it was five weeks. And uh, it was over quick. It was like t- you, you went to this other school. You, you, I took one class. Some kids took two. So I went home on an early bus like a lot of other kids. I was back at my apartment, my mother's apartment, before I would have been back from regular school. And I applied myself, got an A in summer school, and the teacher took me aside one time because they'd have a break in the middle of the session. All the kids would go out and smoke. <laughs> All of them. 1870s. Everyone smoked. Oh, no. What this is, is this is the uh, slacker flunkoids. 
Oh. This is the kids that smoke as you're walking into school because this was the culture where you were kind of allowed to smoke right, outside so of school. They stopped we saying. We definitely were not even yeah. kind of near that. Yeah. For some reason, I was surprised. Even back then. We're talking 1980, early 80s. Something. Yes, 1980. Oh, I don't think so. Anyway, past the class flying colors, the teacher says to me at one point, Brian, why are you here? Because all the kids would go to these breaks. I'd be the only one left in the room usually. And I'd just occupy my time by reading or goofing or just playing, drawing. I used to draw constantly. And he would often come and go and everything all right, Brian? Like, yeah. Why are you here? And I basically explained I, I got lazy, which is the only reason. I got lazy. I got stupid lazy the year before. And so I had to take the, the, the damn summer school. But I, but I got straight A's. Everything that happened in that class, there was like a test every other day. Uh, it was a science class that he focused on one thing. I think it was weather. So we learned oh, how to. Oh God! Yeah, we learned how to read one of those little maps where you joined all the little uh, isobars. Am I saying that right? Together to get the high pressure, low pressure deal. My dad would know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he would have been thrilled if I took that class. Yeah, and I did take a weather and climate class in college. Mm -hmm. That was before I started getting straight A's. Yeah. So anyway, straight A's. I totally A summer school is what I'm trying to say. That one time. Well, I didn't go again. Once mm -hmm. is enough. Is it? I don't. I never took summer school. Well, you don't want to be with the flunkoid wasties. Well, in our uh, district, you had the option of taking certain summer school classes uh, that sucked but were required, like ninth grade health or whatever. Mm -hmm. Was that sex ed? Yeah, and if just you call it sex ed. They called it health. Yeah, um, you know why? Trying to sneak it by the conservative parents. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, or health and mm -hmm. guidance. Health guidance. <laughs> That's, Which was that's like, the warning word. Yeah. Well, that's, guidance was technically a separate class. But guidance? it was like, yeah, it was like one semester was health and the other was guidance. And I think it was supposed to be like life skills. Yeah. They never taught us how to balance a checkbook. No. I didn't even know what a checkbook no. was. They just told you where the penis went and how to and cleanse health. the, and health and how to cleanse the vagina. Yeah. Guidance. I don't even, I think guidance was, the only thing I took away from that class was mm -hmm. sometimes people volunteer for stuff. And by mm -hmm. sometimes, I mean it was required right. in order to pass. You had to do some number of hours of community service. Yeah. It was stupid. Uh, wait, wait. Community service. Wait. You, you. Okay. Back up. Our schools made us do community service. Oh, okay. I'm with you now. Um, like wearing an orange vest on the side of the road picking garbage? Yeah. Really? No, I mean, you could choose what, like, food bank. I think I planted trees. Are you? Did you go to some shishi school? No, it was public. It was Glendale. All right. Not well, there the are parts school. of Glendale which are pretty shishi. It was kind of a shishi district, mm -hmm. but uh, you could take those classes. Did you over be summer? Did school. you slum it every? Did you ever slum it, Jenny? Did you go down to the school down the hill where things weren't quite as clean? No. And they were, I think we went to see a did show. Did you wear like once. a leather jacket and smoke a cigarette and really shiny Wore black pants? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Sandy. We, we at went the to Greece. see a, a show at uh, Glendale High once. Okay. We left at intermission. It was so terrible. Like a theater show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so your terrible. theater department was better than the school Everybody's, yeah. All right. We got more funding. My school was cool in the sense that, like, nobody cared about football. The administration did not care. Why does that make it cool? Because uh, you always hear that the arts get ignored in high school yeah. in favor of the athletics. Right. We were the opposite. We okay. had a bigger budget than the athletics department did. What just happened? Nothing. Your little cord fell down. I just watched it with my eyes. It, it, are you that focused on how much I'm looking at you? Yes. Okay. All right. So your school was crappy at sports. 
Yeah, but really good right. at theater. Well, but good the point you. of that was you could take summer school classes without having failed anything just mm-hmm. to get them out of the way so you could take more electives the next year. All right. Sounds pretty cool. It's all right. It's all right. Anyway, uh, want to, um, let's take a quick break here in a second before we do. Coming back for the next two acts of the show, my good buddy and comedy friend and uh, performing uh, Bon Vivant. Am I using that right? I don't know. Is it performing? I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spencer Hum is here, is here and we'll uh, tell the story as to why he's even here. Uh, and we'll also get to some other stuff, some uh, listener uh, questions perhaps, uh, topical stuff, what's going on in the news, what's going on. i got some notes here. I don't need to read all this crap right now, do I, Jenny? Um, no, we can just make it up. Yeah, but I can just throw it a break and we can just come back. Oh, what is that? Yeah, I'm going to throw it a break. We'll come back and uh, Spencer Hum will be here. Hang tight, everybody. What will be only moments for you will be probably an hour and a half for us. There's only blue sky when you're standing up beside me. And when you're gone, that fades away. An hour and a half later. Not really, though. It could have been. Could have been. I always wonder if. if by the way, welcome back. This is Brian Howard. This is the Brian Howard Show, your internet buddy. I'm sitting here with Jennifer Lynn, uh, the unkillable Jennifer Lynn. You just Come- have to say my last name. I almost say your last name these days. And I know that you don't like to go by your last name. It's and weird, I don't know why I'm almost saying it. It's you know weird. why? You know why? why? That's how it's in my phone. Why? I don't know. I met you and you typed it in. I probably handed you my phone. That's what I usually do here. Put yourself in the phone and you just typed in your whole damn name. It doesn't sound like a thing I would do. Are you sure well, that wasn't if, if I, me? If I... No. Oh, I'd love to see you lower down from the ceiling with hoses attached to you. Yeah. That's how Are I get up in the Are we still friends now? Oh. Okay. <laughs> no. If I handed you my phone and said, punch your digits in... By the way, I probably wouldn't say digits. Or That's punch. Not, I might say punch your number in. Huh. I'd say punch is a verb, but I wouldn't say digit because that's a bit too that guy and i'm not mm. that guy a bro yeah club bro, bro. Howard. club bro i'm not the club bro but you would you do it you wouldn't throw the damn phone in the river it depends how close are we to a river in this scenario well we live in los angeles how close do you think we, we would be so there's like there's river in theory <laughs> there's, there's a river. river it's a blue line it's, on a map yeah it's it's like a it's right down the street from the river. Everything's fine. I'm just spilling my, spilling my beverage here at the show. Anyway, I wanted to thank everybody that's listening. Uh, we do take breaks sometime during the year because uh, Jennifer Lynn's schedule. See, that time I stopped myself. You did. My schedule. Are there a co-host schedule? Jack, Dave. We can't always get together. Our circles are like this, Jennifer, Who right? Jack and Dave? Jack, they're the other people that ho- co-host with me. I don't remember them. Doesn't matter. They're they're in the cryo tubes. I'll show you on the way out. Okay. They're down. They're downstairs. Uh, Con. They're part of yes! Con's crew. I did that to make you happy. Thank you. I know. Con. Let me finish what I'm doing. Oh yeah. Be in the back, getting crazy for Cumber Barch. Uh, we do the show. We try to do it weekly, but we were. This is the first show we've done in month and a half. Two, two and a half months. years. Yeah, two and a half years of your Earth years. 
Um, it's, so it's, it's two months to you people because Jennifer and I can bend space-time. Uh, we're sorry about that. It does happen sometimes. We get busy with other things. I don't put up reruns, and I don't re-edit stuff. I don't do best of yet. Maybe I should. I don't know. I have fans that see me on the road. I'm currently doing a gig in Cleveland, and I was, I've was i been there. I'm going to do one more weekend there, then I'll be in, in Seattle, and I have fans in Cleveland already saying, hey, you know, let's, come on, give us. Hey, asshole. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little bit rude. Cleveland, I love you. You're awesome. Uh, how about laying off the a-hole? We're never going to come see you again. Yeah. They're like, uh, what's up with the pod- no podcast? Is that could- an Ohio accent? I don't know. <laughs> what's up? in Ohio, right? Yes. What's up with the no podcast and stuff and get it alone there? Suddenly, I'm Vinny Barbarino. That's so, how the Amish in Ohio sound, right? Yeah, I guess. They're not allowed to talk. Yeah. Wow. That. Yeah, no buttons, no talking, and uh, almost right on skateboards with little handles. Wait, they can't have true. buttons? Uh, depends on what kind of Amish you are. And the non-button kind? Yeah, there's there's sects. And one of them says, fuck your buttons. One says, okay, one says, fuck buttons. Okay. One says, buttons cool, but fuck electricity. Yeah. Next one says, no buttons, fuck electricity, and don't even look at me. Third one, not allowed to talk, must ride skateboard, uh, and, and they all, for some reason, own a Camaro. They don't drive it. They but mock it's it. It's there. It's there. It's in the yard. It's on blocks. But I think they're called the Camaro Amish. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Then yeah. I remember yeah. driving through a community of them. Yeah. And then and, and in Michigan, there's the there's the uh, Firebird Amish. There's not really Amish people in did Michigan. Did you get the joke I just did? It was so subtle. Did you get the joke I just no. did? No. In Michigan, there is a city called Pontiac. Pontiac, of course, made the Firebird. The Firebird is the Pontiac version of the Camaro. Okay, I figured it has to okay. do with that. Anyway, we're back now. Uh, I didn't even get to the plug. The music stopped playing. <laughs> we talked so long. It's been so long, Jennifer. It's so much energy is pent up within our uh, uh, our thriving cusp. Uh, never mind. Corpuscles. I was trying to say corpuscles, but I said puscules almost. Thriving? See, this is the problem. You keep. Let me say the plug before we bring our guest out. If you like the show. And if you want us to keep doing them a little more regularly, hey, we're sorry. We're going to keep um, get more shows out. We promise. But, hey, you like the show. It's it's a, it's audience-supported show. This is uh, crowdfunding, crowd-surfing, crowd-whatever. But the difference here is, uh, unlike your friend's friend who has the invention that you know is not going to take off, this is happening. You're listening to it right now. We're doing the show. We're not raising money to produce the show eventually. We're going to do it no matter what. Well... Well, so far, at least, no matter what, please support the show. Go to brianhowardcomedy.com or just look on the top of the browser if you're listening to the browser from the browser right now. If you're listening from the iTunes store, go to brianhowardcomedy.com. Go over to the podcast page. There's a really cool PayPal link. You click on that. You drop a little something in. Whatever you thought the show was worth, right? $200. $200. You can pay every show. That'd be stupid. I don't think that's a good idea. Monthly. What? Every show, here's a dollar. Two, oh, I'm that's a little two hundred dollars every show. No, a realistic number they can sink their teeth into a buck or two a show, but don't do it every week. Do it like a once or twice a month, or do it once or twice a year. Do big donations. We have some of our big fans do big, you know, double digit donations a couple times a year. So you can do that. And there's also a click through link there. We're doing pretty well with that. There's an Amazon link whenever you want to shop at Amazon. Uh, click that; it'll take you to Amazon. You'll do your shopping. We get a little something in the back end. Okay. Okay. Can I talk again? You could have talked the whole time, but... No, apparently I couldn't, because then I got us off topic. 
This is why I was a bad student. No, at, during the show, normally that's exactly what I want from you. But at that moment, I need to stay focused. And He's, I'm easily distracted. I am the goldfish in the bowl. I'm definitely going to start bringing spit wads. All right. Just, just shoot me? No straw. Just basically spit them out of your mouth? Yeah. Why, why not just spit on me? That's crude. It is a bit crude. Let's introduce our guest, ladies and gentlemen. Sitting here on the couch here in Brian Howard HQ is uh, my good friend for, for many, many years, performing buddy, a guy I do share a stage with. So maybe, Jennifer, you might have questions for us in a uh, little bit. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's say hello to uh, Spencer Hung. Yeah, Holy Jennifer. smokes. Good gosh almighty. I've been sitting here the entire time being quiet. You have no idea how difficult that is. I know, isn't it? it oh, By oh, the way, so, thanks for oh, ruining oh. our myth- mythological trope that you're not oh, actually in the room. Mouth. <laughs> Moving, phonating. Oh, yeah. Can we send him back outside now? I don't know. <laughs> I was never outside. I've been sitting here. Been oh, watching. that was you? Yes, this oh, was me you. the entire time. I kept looking That's over. weird, dude. You are a performer such as myself, yeah? I am. You're a variety guy. But not guy. me. What's that? So, but not me. Uh, such as, dude, my name's on the show. <laughs> such as myself and Jennifer's self. We're all variety comedy people in this room. We are. Yeah. And proud of it. How long you been at it? 23 years, Brian. 23 years. Hold I don't know. Up. What do you say? I started, I probably started doing magic shows when I was 10. Yeah? You got into magic early? Did you get one of those kits? I had, well, I mean, I had those from whatever, five, so five they, years of age, yeah. but doing yeah. shows for birthday parties and whatnot. You did shows at 10? Well, yeah, paid. Oh, are you, and you're not even putting quotes around them. You did shows no, at 10. Show. We, it, it's funny to think that the same, same challenges have followed me through my entire career because... Uh, those shows had way too many tricks on my set list. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go out and have 20 magic tricks I was going to do for this <laughs> birthday yeah. party where probably five would have sufficed. Yeah. And you're 10. Yeah, and I'm 10 How years old. How old are the kids? Oh, uh, probably like six, seven. Oh, my God. Do you have footage of this? Video? Anything? <clears throat> um, There's probably a few pictures somewhere. I didn't know you did that. I've known you for a while. That's pretty far out. You started as a magician. What'd you wear? Did you? Did, okay, hang on. I'm, can I? I'm. You you guess Jennifer on what you think his ten year old Spencer's magic look was, and then I'll guess, and one of us will be closer. Uh, ladies first. Um, gonna say a spangly blue leotard Ooh. with a complimentary cape, mm-hmm. high heeled go go boots. Ooh. And a snorkel mask. Oh, that's strange. Okay, that's that's her guess. I think I can. Have you been looking at my Facebook? Yep. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> well, go I, ahead, Brian. Good. I think you went. Now, Jennifer is kind of describing the Doug Henning uh, for some reason with a snorkel mask. <laughs> so you mean you, for some reason, for every reason. Well, why would you need a snorkel mask to pull a rabbit out of a hat? What if there's a tsunami? All right. That is true. That is true. Because you, you were raised in Virginia, and as we all know... Tsunamis hit there like well, three times a month. Anyway, uh, I think you went with dad's blazer and tie and and like dress shirt and khaki pants. I, oh, I think you tried to dress up, but couldn't pants. afford a tuxedo. Look at the old khaki magician pants. Yeah. Well, I think that's... <laughs> the old... The stereotypical. Dude, the old Mark, Wish- Mark Wilson chinos. Right. The Mark Wils- Wilson chinos. Yes. Okay, who was closer? Uh, I'd say uh, uh, Jenny was closer. Yes. What did you wear? Snorkel mask. Uh, naughty nurse outfit. <laughs> a what? <laughs> Just the standard. Naughty nurse yeah. outfit. 
It was Here he is, a disturbing boy from down the street. My father's. But uh, and before that, even before the magic show phase, um, we would do like circuses. Like all the kids in my family would get yeah. together and we would get stuffed animals and we would put together a little program uh-huh. and do little circus shows with yeah. the stuffed animals. We hang them from trapezes and wait, ha- hang them. Well, you know, <laughs> by you sure? circus you mean we lynch? Would, yeah, you weren't Lynching? practicing to be a horrible, horrible racist, was because we already we've already established that Jenny or a witch used hunter. to have a only if bears are considered a minority in this country. They are. Well. Black bears. Come on, man. <laughs> She's always going to say stuff like that. <laughs> All righty. Just keep yeah, rolling. Just keep yeah, rolling. So no, but just, I, I, it's hard to say. Oh, here's what, did you say, it's hard to say where all this starts, you know what I mean? Uh, it you, sounds to me like with you, you, I didn't do show at 10. 10? Well, here's I was on this. stage as a performer getting paid to be up there until 18. Get this, Bri. Yes, spend. I, I don't, I've never talked about this before. I, Probably right, even this is gonna be maybe awesome. not even to you, but um, All right. when I was in first grade, you were uh, six in my class. Thinking back to where I decided it was good to be funny, like um, that moment. Yeah, let's I don't find know that where moment. It, it was for you where you decided that I, this funny is good. The funny jury is, is still out. To be honest, still debating. I'm not sure. But I have to think when I think back. Yeah, this is well, I'm going to reveal some some deep personal stuff here. Yeah, that's what that's fine. It's, it's okay. You're you're amongst friends. Yeah, I guess this is pretty crazy though. Um, first grade in my class was Pat Oswald. Pat Oswald. Yeah. Did yeah. you did you what? attribute something you said earlier in the podcast? I thought you said Pat. Anyway, so oh. anyway, com- he's a comedian. He's a yeah. lot of you know good. Uh, King of Queens. He's a regular on that. He's uh, on so a lot of stuff. Ratatouille. A little bit diminutive. He's the voice of uh, mm-hmm. Remy and Ratatouille. Yeah. Right. But anyways, my first grade class all the way through high school. Oh, cool. And he was the class clown even from first grade. All right. And so I would notice, and he was very funny. Yeah. Other kids Still were making is. jokes like, you know, hey, what's the world's biggest pencil? Pennsylvania, you know, and he had actually really <laughs> good material. That's the worst thing I've ever heard of. Just doing political stuff and it's Kids, for God's yeah. sake. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so no, I, I always saw the advantage that gave him socially. He yeah. was just, uh, he was in control. He was in control of the peer group. I mean, even though- right. and. He he was a short little kid and whatnot. He was very smart and he was always quick witted and made the teacher laugh and that gave him leverage with the teacher and they made the other kids laugh and I don't ever remember him. I just remember he had this higher social status mm. and and so um, and and I used to be he, and, he, and that made an impression on me. So I decided it was good to be funny. And here's here's the really great here's the really personal thing. I've never told told anybody this. I don't think I was a compulsive. Catholic prayer kid at night when I would do my night prayers, you know, yeah, I would go down the long, you know how you hear kids in the classic prayer where they go, God bless mom and dad. And, uh-huh. the, and you know, I'd have to name everybody in my family. Yeah. And it was like a laundry list. And then I would go, Jeez. please let me go to Disney world. And like, I had a long list. Don't yeah. let it thank them first die. and then do the stuff for yourself second, which makes you a good kid. Yeah, when I guess you so. asked for the trip to Disney World after yeah, you say, anyone, say I my dad. Remember when anyone was sick in my family? It would always like, please don't let Granddaddy die, or you wow. know, just different things. Right. And then I would say, <laughs> on a nightly basis, this is yeah. crazy. <laughs> I would say, please make me funny like Patton. <laughs> and I know, like, I don't even now, know do how I that, feel about admitting that uh, now that he's very famous. Yeah, I don't think he listens very to the show. Weird. But it might get out might? there. You know, this is going public, so he might. It might get back to him. But you know, but he knows you, I, you so know, I think within the it's, proper it's, it's a compliment. I mean, I mean what, what are you going to say? I mean, he was my he was 
my in my peer group, and he was in. Now, do you think that maybe the fact that you're success, you're a successful blue collar performer, where none of you know, not as famous as him, Pat Oswald, but you're successful in your own right, and do you think you would have been more successful had God not thought that you wanted to be as funny as uh, General George Patton? <laughs> what if I? Yeah, exactly. He what if God had screwed funny. that up? He was very make me funny, funny like General Patton. He used to know. He used to throw on He prayed on his knees. Didn't he pray on his knees? I think he did. Patton? George Patton, devout Christian, prayed on his knees, hands folded, everything, and cussed as he did it, apparently. Cursed as he did it? Yeah. Damn it, Lord. Damn it, Lord. Holy smokes. What the fuck can you help me out here? Sass in the Lord like that. Sass in the Lord. That's pretty cool. You Being funny was so important to you, and I didn't know you were that devout. I would pray to be funny. Yeah. You feel like your prayers were answered then? Um, well, here's the thing. Funny uh, has come to me by a focus, continually focusing on it. It's not something that yeah. it's not something that I just naturally came to me. I yeah. I had to focus on it, and and for many many years, um, and you know very well, being my good friend, that not everything that comes out of my some of it's just weird and awkward. But that's the that's the real that's my real voice. You seem that's, to be okay to embrace that's the that. kid, and that oh, almost yeah. seems to be that ingredient, doesn't it? Anybody that's yeah. genuinely funny is going to be okay with a weird, awkward moment. If you're not okay with a weird, awkward moment, in a way, you're certainly not going to be funny the way people that are funny now, edgy people, more avant-garde funny. Let's just say you you could be Henny Youngman, you can be a joke teller, you can be right. that kind of funny. Yeah, and that's. That's not me. That's sort of like straightforward. Really? No, I'm not the straightforward, like, just straight. Oh, okay. Uh, I got to have a little bit of a strange bent on it. I have, yeah. It, 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 I, I, I love absurdity. Mm-hmm. I'm a little obsessive. I take things down. I'll follow them down, like, 20 variations on the same joke and just yeah. bait it into the ground. And yeah. half of it is learning to, to ride it into the ground and just just crash and burn and have that be funny at the same time. So, yeah. Hope, so, you know. so praying to God to be as funny as your buddy Patton Oswald. <laughs> so weird to get yeah. on stage as a magician. Probably three or four years later, what, what was your first incarnation as ten year old? I, I don't even. No, wanna, I would do jokes. I, I don't well, even. Here's another one. You know who my favorite magician? Why? Of course, had uh, Mark Wilson. I guess growing up, the famous Doug Henning. Doug Henning, of course. Sure, sure. David Copperfield later. Okay. Um, and Harry Anderson. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but yeah, when yeah. I became when you're a little older, right? Yeah. When I was, was in like my 80s, teenage yeah. years, I yeah. thought Harry Anderson was the funniest thing going. Yeah. But he was one of the first to take. Hey, I'm a variety guy, but I'm actually in a comedy club environment. Yes. And that I you was saw. Say, and I was saying, Harry Anderson. Um, and also, when I was say like 12 years old, 14, in that sort of weird magic phase of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Sheets was my hero. Bob Sheets, a magician based out of Maryland. Yes. Near Washington, D.C. He had the Brook Farm Inn of Magic, and I, we would go there, mm-hmm. and he was a comedy magician. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird thing because um, – He's still around? He is still around. He does this and that. I mean, I hear little things cool. about him here. That he's He actually is very well known. Too. He's very mm-hmm. well known in yeah, the magic I saw him world. Too. Very well. But it was a strange enough thing. I mean, I would go to – I went to see him as a kid, and then uh-huh. I ended up sharing a stage with him years later. Oh, at a gig. Yeah. I thought he was hysterical. He was my hero. Oh, wow. Now, how did that feel when you finally met this guy and you were sharing a stage with him? I was just – Because they, like, they always say don't smokes. meet your idols. Yeah, well, right? I was ready that... to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I – yeah. I just was like, wow, man. Um Listen, uh, in fact, what, some of our routines were kind of very loosely based on some of the funny things I had seen him do when I was 12. Yeah. Some of the hack and slash routines. Yeah. 
Now, Hackens, we'll get to that in a second because uh, I want to back up a little bit. You're in Virginia. You're 10 years old. You're dressed as Doug Henning. <laughs> you're doing magic for six-year-olds, just, and you're 10. Yeah. I still can't get I'm yeah, having a yeah, hard time wrapping my mind. You probably had it right. I had a little suit on. It's probably my suit. Like my communion. Whoa, whoa, wait. Back, then back my up. My communion wait, outfit. Wait. You, you gave <laughs> was the it. prize to Jenny. <laughs> yeah. We're, we were honest. Jenny really guessed, and she guessed scuba mask. prize? With sequins. Honor. 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 You can't take my honor. There's no from honor. Me, I think I'm going to. He just admitted he actually was probably in you those little, over here and little try communion suit. Little blazer in the break. We little will. blazer. Little blazer. Little so you suit. did that for a bit. Yep. Now, did did it work? Did being funny work in high school? Did you were, were you able to follow that path of hey, I'm going to be the funny guy? Were, well, were you a voted class clown? <laughs> I um, I wasn't. Before. Well, I, you go to high school. There's a different story. But all, through elementary school, I remember there was a time when we we were doing a skit, the Three Bears. And I was the baby bear and everybody else in my little group that was doing the skit took it, you know, pretty straightforward. And I came in and I had put little ears on a baseball cap and I had, and I was just, I don't know. It was really funny that day. I crushed it. I crushed it. Everyone, I was, I was, I was everybody's hero that day. Yeah. And it was just through my sort of obsessive like preparation to, to make the little costume and it turned out to be very funny and, and. Uh, I, I just I was like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, that worked really well. So I yeah. kept I would just keep at it. Yeah, and um, it's that kind of reinforcement, especially for comedy, is third grade. That's what that was. Is 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 very valuable because if yep. if if you're a little boy and you do well in sports, or if you're a little boy and maybe you can play an instrument well or sing well. They, your parents don't. If you, you don't want to walk up to your parents when you're ten and say you want to be funny for a living, or end up being, uh, you know, be a comedian or a variety performer, wherever the hell you want to be. They, nobody wants to hear that. So to get that reinforcement must have been hugely valuable. I saw a kid at at my kids' talent show. The school does a talent show every year. My daughter sang uh, a duet with another girl, and one boy came out in the middle. Everything else was songs. We heard about four or five renditions of "Let It Go" from Frozen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and we were all very supportive parents. Every time it started again, we nodded our heads, we clapped our hands. Hey, good for this. But one kid did comedy. Really? Elementary school kid doing stand-up. What's the deal with school lunches? He kind of did. And and he didn't go out and be all nervous and walk up and go, you know, how many boogers does it take? He didn't do something like that. Knock, knock. He didn't do that. He He had, he he tried. crowd work. Hey. Yeah. Well, he came out kind of. With his interpretation of what a stand-up comedian does. Uh-huh. You know, he grabbed the mic. He said, okay, everybody, hi. It's good to see you all. A lot of nice people here tonight. Hey, what do you think about – and then he would say something, and we and I can't even remember what he said now. And But then he would follow it up with a little follow-up, a little tag. We couldn't even – they weren't really jokes, but he had down the mimic effect right. of what a stand-up so comedian was it, does. So was it really funny for the it, audience? The audience, we laugh. We're a pretty supportive group at, at that school, and most people in the audience um, – we're just supportive of the fact that here's this one kid out of a hundred acts that night that wasn't singing or doing a little dance with nine other kids. So no, it wasn't funny, but you reinforced uh, his confidence. Yes. No. no what? I, it sounds no. To me, <laughs> sounds to me like he did good work. He did sounds pretty like he was good. Doing job. really good work. I mean, he what do you expect from the kid? Exactly. You know, well, I wasn't he, thinking he wasn't funny in a bad way. I mean, he's what six. 
This is elementary school, and he's going to be in the fifth grade, eight. so he could be 10 oh, okay. or eight, okay, 10 or 11. 11, so yeah. his right. observations might not be something hey, that would appeal uh, to an adult uh, audience. I'm not know, saying it's bad. I'm he occasionally would just drift into a weird sound for uh, 20 <laughs> seconds. He would. He would go. He would say, so I can't remember the setup, and then he just, and we'd notice it for eight seconds. He's going, and we were all like, oh, and then we'd laugh and clap because we don't know why he's even doing What if this. he had a vocal tick and you were like applauding Tourette? Uh, <laughs> what if a poor kid? Who cares? Oh, hey, who cares? would you step onto that stage if you're there to be a comic? What? You're just bringing it all. What, do, do with what you got. Wet yourself. Maybe that's his, you know, little problem as a kid. But hey, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna work it into his act. That's his true voice, wetting himself. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I did a talent show when I was, yeah. and I did comedy. Ten. I'm sorry, what? I did comedy on my talent show. Fourth, oh, did gra- you? Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Fourth grade, and I did. That'd um, be nine years old. I did um, uh, Bill Cosby's uh, Froofy the Dog. So you basically did you his routine? Oh yeah, routine. I, I would do his routines. Yeah. yeah. I, I just have like it was a tape recorder. Because like, if you're going to steal, that's the best time to do it. Yeah. Oh, nobody, yeah, in, nobody right? in that audience knows. Yeah. Well, they, they thought it was hysterical. Yeah. I mean, I was like, they were like, the whole class was like, let's, he's the representative for Mark. We send him. Let's send him. That was awesome. They were very proud of you. Yeah. Because they just, they just like, if I had the one part they couldn't lose is just saying, a free, 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 the dog. <laughs> and they just, they thought that was hysterical. Yeah. And I would. It was a slam dunk. That's so, great. Great influence. Yeah, I don't. I every. I don't even remember. I, I guess I did it. I, they sent me to the talent show. And I did. Oh man, that's awesome. Hold that thought. Let's take another quick break. I want to. I want to know what transitioned you from that to uh, kind of where you are now. And I guess there's some little time in there. Also, we we'll get to some uh, uh, some uh, yeah, current events and listener questions after this. Uh, we'll be right back after a brief break here on the show. Stick tight. To act three. Sorry, I I didn't get, I forgot about the music. I was trying to uh, bring the show back in, ladies and gentlemen, hitting the old record button in the middle of a uh, cool conversation between uh, Spencer and Jenny. It kind of degenerated to me just shouting "fuck you" at invisible people. Yeah, you were stressed last week. We were supposed to yeah. record this. We we should be this yeah. should be the second show back Sorry, after listeners. hiatus. It's my fault. Yeah, but don't worry about it right now. Uh, I want to thank the listeners. Speaking of the listeners. If you're new to the show, if you've been seeing me perform around the country and you said, hey, I want to check that guy out, or if you met Jennifer, or even if you've met Spencer, maybe he's mentioned the show once or twice, because he's been on it uh, at least once before, maybe twice. Um, yeah, the third show, you get a hat. What? Spencer gets a hat. I never got a hat. No, the guest, not you. You don't. Like, I, I get to take your hat today. Uh, I, don't I take have a your hat. hat. I'm going to give you a hat, make you fall in love with it, make it one of your cherished garments, I will then snatch it from you. I'm going to pee on it first. Yes. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. If you are new to the show, uh, I kind of babbled a bit about this on the last break, but I want to remind you, if you want to give to the show, use the PayPal link. You can also use the Amazon link. I want to talk a little more about that. Here's how that works. Everybody shops at Amazon. I get my groceries there. I get my clean, cleaning pro- I don't get all of them there. But I get a, a bunch of things there. I shop there a lot. And you know what I do? I click on a link. I don't click on my link. I click on a friend's 
click-through link on their show, and I go to Amazon, and I make that show some money. Oh. Here's what I think is cool. Hang uh, on. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay, never mind. Shh, yeah, shh, sorry. Shh, shut up. Shh, shh, shh. Shh. Here's what I think is cool about this point in history. That's a weird thing to do. To, oh, click on a link and buy a book through a link, and then that helps a, a performer. Yeah. This is a very strange time in history. Mm-hmm. But this is your time in history. It's listeners. my time. It's This is this the did time you, we live in. And, did, you, and did you hear that, Jennifer Smith? Seventh grade, turn me down for the prom. Yeah. Just like if you were, if you were in a different day and age, you do. I mean, did they, you, if you, if the old West, you'd have a whole bunch of stuff. You did. Did you hear that, Black Eyed Pete? <laughs> Black Eyed Pete, who won in that duel against me on the center stage in eighteen seventy. You go to Amazon. You go to PayPal. You donate. You support the people that are giving you value, and that's how it works. And I think that's it's what it's cool. Is. Be a part it of is. that. We are Tell now your part. Grandkids. Boy, that's what I used to do. We have been liberated from the networks. This is a show. It's in your ears. It's audio. It's like radio. It's a podcast. Enough of the defining that. Unless you're living with somebody who's living under a rock, or they're or like the an Amish. Old, or, or the Amish who drive around in their Camaros on blocks. You know what it is. But it's supported by you, ladies and gentlemen. We have some advertising over at the website, yes, and we used to have advertisers here on the show. But we're kind of folding that back right now. We're folding it back. We're going to go back to listener supported for a while to see if that works a little better. So you've got to click that link for PayPal, and if you're gonna, if you want to give something, but you don't want it, you, you know, you, you can't see yourself giving a couple bucks at PayPal because PayPal takes a bite, and you're like, I want all the money to go to those people. Well, guess what? If you're gonna shop on Amazon, don't fire up Amazon on your browser. Don't go to Brian Howard Comedy, then go to the podcast page, click on the Amazon ad. It's midway down the page. It recycles. The artwork's always different. It's usually a picture of a game console or a, or a video or a DVD or it's a picture of it. It's whatever Amazon puts into that ad on my page. It happens automatically. Gnomes do it. You click on that. It fires up an Amazon browser, a tab, a sheet, right? Mm-hmm. And you shop like you normally would. Not a penny more. Not a penny more, but Amazon gives us a little something. On the back end. Anyway, and we are back. And also tell your friends to give us a good review on uh, the iTunes story. We're back here. I'm sitting this your internet buddy, Brian Howard, sitting with your other internet buddy, the unkillable. Yeah, unkillable. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying so hard not to say your fake last name that you don't go by as a performer. Does it start with F? No. No, there's not an F in it. <laughs> I don't know where you got the killable. No. The unflippable. The unkillable Jennifer Lynn and our guest, the third voice you're hearing. The unjohnsonable. <laughs> Johnsonable. That's Spencer Hum. Uh, so last when last week we were talking, you were a little boy dressed as apparently a Jewish accountant doing magic at 10 years old yes. and kicking ass at, at uh, talent shows. Mm-hmm. And here you are 40, 40 years later. Wait a minute. Not that much later. Quite a bit later. <laughs> 40 yeah. years. How old are you? I'm 76. 76. Wow. Years young. You look like at least 80. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I am mm-hmm. mature. But you didn't know, were you, and you always went down the path of a performer. Did you not? Yeah, you, I pretty much. You studied theater in college. And, yeah. Yeah. So. It just kind of seemed like destiny. I just, it was always what I did. I was always putting on a little show of some kind. Yeah. Yelp. Do you, fi- do you find yourself constantly trying to conceive of the shows and, and put the stuff together in your head? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, part I know- of it is the joy of figuring out, as a producer in a way, yeah, the logistics of, oh, this would work really well because of the elegance of how I could bring that project together. Yeah. And you yeah. produce a big project, do you not, in, I think, Mar- in Maryland, 
just out in Baltimore, right? We have a, so, I do, do a show called the Comedy Lab yeah. in uh, in Maryland, and then I uh, that's a lot of stand up and kind of a little bit of variety. We bring some musical guests and stuff like that, and I uh-huh. host that with Jimmy Merritt sometimes. Okay. And then we do the Christmas show, which is yeah. a, the Christmas. I, that's special. one I was uh, remembering that's that you a, did. That's a big big project. That we're probably into that maybe I don't know fourteen years in or something. Yeah. Now, what's that all about? It's Baltimore's most popular Christmas comedy event, Brian. Mm, That sounds like it should have quotes around it. It does. I often put quotes around it. (laughs) (laughs) But what's the show? Well, it's a big variety. It's a Christmas event, and we we usually have it in a big 900-seat theater, and we usually sell out the thing. And... Um, for a few performances, actually. This year, we're going to do something a little different. Something a little different. Yeah. We're actually going to try to get a smaller theater, like a little hundred-seater, yeah. and do a whole run, maybe a dozen, 14, 16 shows. Wow. And uh, do it just like, uh, just like the the, uh, the grown-ups do it. I did it a couple times, yeah. Was, uh, I was a part of it. Um, sorry, the cat just stepped on my foot. I was a part of your show about 10 years ago, eight years ago, part of that Christmas show. You were very funny. Thank you. I wasn't fishing for a compliment. But it, uh, it's kind of like an old Christmas special. It was originally conceived that people would yeah. uh, come do it and kind of capture that spirit of those old holiday Christmas specials. You yeah, and you, and you put a lot of uh, parody in it. And the one that I was a part of was based on Dickens' uh, Christmas, Carol. Christmas Carol. It's a full-length musical. They yeah. tend to be grandiose in their scope and execution. You told me I had to sing after I already said yeah. I'd be part of it. Yes, and you will be <laughs> singing a musical number. But you told me that after the fact. <laughs> Something I have yeah. never uh, forgiven you for. Christmas future? I don't know what I was, but it Christmas came off okay. But I was. Talk. Uh, I wish I had that part. Anyway, but so that's cool. So you're doing that. Uh, you got into the variety comedy thing. You did the hack and slash thing for a while, yeah. which is a comedy sword fighting act. I think we mm-hmm. talked. You were on before, so I don't want to rehash everything. But I like that you talked about how you really started and everything oh, like yeah. that. But but tell. <laughs> Tell Jennifer why you're even sitting on the couch right now. Okay, so, so I had I we're up. Doing, well, tell the world, but yes, I, no, no, tell no, me. No, and tell Jennifer me. first. And Jennifer, you tell the world. Right. Okay, well, um, so last week we we're doing this uh, this festival together in Ohio, the Great Lakes Medieval Fair. Great Lakes Medieval Fair. Having a good time. We're there one more week together. That's right, and then I'll be there for three additional weekends in in tribute to the previous three weekends. <laughs> Where Brian was there, uh, and I'll be doing parts of his show. Oh, great! Just little reenactments, awesome. miniaturized. Awesome. A little. I've got a little. You can peek through a little hole. And you yeah. can see a tiny little broom. Anyway, I am here because uh, I have a, my. I have another job that I do that turns out I'm good at. It's this crazy I, because I have so many different interests. Uh, I have I doctoral studies in psychology and things like that. I just got really fascinated with that. Kind of came about it through stage hypnosis. Wanted to learn about that and found out I didn't really want to do stage hypnosis. I just <laughs> wanted to study psychology. And so I got deeper and deeper into that and started doing business consulting because uh, I, I have some connections there. So uh, a lot of comedians do things like that. They they talk. They're hired to talk to people outside of the idea of standing up in front of a brick right. wall and telling jokes because they're good with people. They're good at communicating. And I just I help people understand the process of communication, right? And I help teams that are trying to uh, win business and communicate so to their customer. Brian called you in here to talk to us. Yeah, so that got canceled. Right? I, I I don't know. It, it, I was supposed. He should to already be telling the story, Jennifer. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. I know, it's way too much detail. It's this but is how that, it was. That work got canceled all that, last weekend. <laughs> that work got canceled. 
And so I'm I'm kind of up in Cleveland, and I, and I didn't really anticipate being stuck up there for five days, like during the week. And so I thought, well, I don't have my parachute with me because I didn't bring that up to Cleveland with me, or else I would have skydived that week. It would have been perfect. And I thought, oh, I could go to Canada and visit my good friends, the Tartan Terrors, and uh, that would be fantastic. But I didn't bring my passport. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here, go, what can I? Pos-? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to follow Brian home. So I found out what flight he was on, and I booked the flight, and I got. Um, I got uh, – we got to the gate and he – Basically, we're staying I at the same Maria. place. Hang on. We're yeah. staying the same place, okay? He called my wife and he figured it out that it was okay to stay. He called Maria. Uh, we're staying at the same place. Uh, our lovely friend, Anziette. Hello, Anziette, who has a great house in Ashtabula. She's blocks from the Lake Erie. We had a cookout there Sunday night. As the sun set, it was, it was unbelievably beautiful. So, Spencer, what are you doing in town? So, is so anybody ever listen, just listen. Like so, so, time. so he tells me I got to I'm, I'm leaving Monday. He knows I'm going back here Monday. He thinks what, I'm going are you to driving Orlando. to the airport? Uh, can you drive me to the airport? He's like, yeah, actually I'm leaving too. I have a, I have a consulting gig. I'm like, oh, great. Uh, when's your flight? He says it's at three. Mine's at two. He's like, oh, perfect. So we drive to the airport. We hook up at the airport. Let's hang out. We'll have a drink. We'll have lunch. I'll go to my gate. We'll say goodbye. I'll see you Friday. He's like, awesome. So he's basically standing in line with me, keeping me kind of company as I'm waiting for my group to board. Lying to you the whole time. Yes. We'll we'll get to his lying, thieving bastardness in a second. (laughs) I'm going to tell my half of it, Spence. Sure. So I get on the plane. All right. See you next week. Have fun in Orlando. He told me his gig was in Orlando. Because I am inquisitive, as you know, and I asked him, oh, what's be? your gate number? Yeah, what's your gate number? Where, what hotel are you staying at? You rent a car? <laughs> he he already has trust issues. I'm like, and I don't you remember. just exacerbated them. <laughs> yeah. I get in the plane, I sit down, and that's, that's where I pass back to Spence. So then I wait till he gets on the plane, and I count to 30, and then I get on the plane behind him. And he's, uh, he's sitting in his seat with his head buried in his smartphone and i because as you know jennifer like you i have a love hate relationship with people and i hate them when i'm on a plane yes all of the times i love people Mm. Eh. all of the time no behind the wheel not so much behind the at least 30 percent of the time okay he loves people i usually don't like people but i particularly don't like to talk to people on the plane i want to be left alone so basically i put I, i give off the vibe of don't talk to me so, which worked in his favor, because Spencer comes down the aisle, I guess. And I just walked straight past him. I looked him right in the face as I walked past him. He is—he was buried in his smartphone. So, I'm three rows behind him on the other side of the aisle. About an hour into the flight, or two, about two hours into the flight, I just—I wasn't going to rush things. I was waiting for whatever <laughs> moment, however this thing was going to unfold. I just wanted to let it happen. <laughs> I noticed his seat's empty. I look back. He must be in the restroom. So, I go... Up three aisles, I sit in his seat. The lady looks at me like, oh, you, you've changed a lot <laughs> since you left. And I said, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And um, so so I come back down the aisle. I'm tall. The aisle. I have this habit. There's a of sign. Being tall? Yes. I, there's the sign that most airplanes have that says that marks the exit row. And it's in the middle of the aisle. And it hangs down a little bit. Most airline aisles I can fit in no problem. Uh, that sign, however, brushes my head. I have to noticeably duck underneath it. For some reason, almost nothing in the world that could hit me hits me because I I can see it coming. I'm good at it. All tall people can see the chandelier, the fan, the light. And I'm around all my normal-sized friends. Like, oh, my God. And they're always reacting because the fan's coming near my head. But I know I'm perfectly fine. I hit my head on this exit sign on the plane almost constantly 
I don't know why. I don't know why is that one thing in that one environment. The oxygen's thinner. Could be that. I don't know. It could be I'm trying not to fall to the person to my right in their lap, but I see the damn thing. I'm lowering my head once again, trying to give off the vibe of don't talk to me as I come back from the bathroom. I hit my head on these things pretty regularly. It's not ever a big deal. It's just always like a boom, ow, and I keep it's walking. It's about a two and a half foot sign. It's a big it's very, sign. Uh, high and then about a foot wide or two. Yeah. It's a big I hit it this time. Piece of plastic. Yeah, I hit it this time. The face of the damn sign comes off. I've now broken the airplane. On the aisle is the exit row sign. I now know everybody behind me, which is most of the plane, is now looking at the tall dork who just hit his head on the exit row sign. So now my do not even notice me is out the window. So I pick up the sign. I put my finger to my lips and I go, shh, don't tell anybody. Make like a joke out of it that I broke the plane. And then I walk back up to my seat holding the piece. I was going to try to put it back on, but I figured, you know what? You just took it? So he's... He's no, already- I didn't want to try to put it on. Already my cover's blown. Everybody in the plane is looking at Gargantua, who just broke the female, plane. Female, Brian? Gargantua sounds female. Gar- Everybody on the plane <laughs> is looking at the tall guy who just broke it. I don't want any more attention thrown at me, so I don't want to try to put it back on because that'll just elongate this moment. So I figured you know, well, the best way about it, I'll give the little front of the sign to the, to the flight attendant. So, and they converge and right next to his seat where I'm seated. Yeah. He's so, not looking for his seat, really. I'm he's giving looking, her the thing. He's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. And he's, a, he's apologizing. I'm so very I, – I, I, this happens a lot. It's my height. I broke this. I hit my hit it with my head. She goes, are you okay? You know, he's like, no, I'm fine. It just, I just – I'm sorry that it, this here this fell off. And, and, then, and then in the middle of it, he's looking around and he goes, where, where's my seat? He's not seeing me. I'm filling his seat. So he's yeah. looking for an empty seat. My brain's seat. looking for that void like you do in a plane. There's an <laughs> empty seat near where I am right now, and that's probably mine. This is where is my seat? And uh, and he says, uh, anyway, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, I, 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 and, and I said, he's very tall. And and Brian turns to me and says, yes, I am very tall. And then looks back at the at the flight attendant and says, so, here, you know, I where is my – and then he <laughs> – then he does a double take. Yeah, a few <laughs> seconds to... <laughs> and looks down at, at, at me, seated. I, I don't even know if he knows it's his seat. He is like four levels of confusion. Almost lost confusion my Confusion and flustered down. My brain exploded. Because that face should not be there, and Jennifer. I'm looking at him very calmly. I'm on a plane back to L.A. Spencer's face should not be in right there. And I'm not even saying surprise, there which would make sense. Wing. Because it is. A it, it is. I'm like William Shatner in the Twilight Zone, but instead of a gremlin on the wing, it's, it's Spencer <laughs> Hum in my seat. So now I'm reimagining that episode with you and I'm on acting, the wing in that giant. I'm acting very outfit. normal. Can everybody the, out there within the sound of my voice relate to that? Because that flight, is mine. The flight attendant is looking at him. Like okay, what is it? And he goes, "What are you doing here?" And then, and then <laughs> what he, and are he you looks, doing? And I go, here? And I go "It's okay. It's okay. Finish your business." And now she It's not okay. The flight attendant has no idea what he's going through. He's like five layers down of flustered and confused. I might have freaked out and had an air marshal, you know, hit me in Give the back you of the a head. Pill Give me a pill. Whatever. Strap me down with duct tape. I'm just rewriting terror. At he should not be in that seat. That and my brain took it just it took several I had to reboot. I had to reboot. So here's I, my thoughts. Instantaneously, one, I'm on the wrong flight. This whole time, I'm going to Tampa we talked or about Orlando. That. Two. What if we got on the wrong plane? Yeah. He's already primed up in his consciousness. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. He got on the wrong flight. He got. Oh, and he needs help now. I got to help my buddy 
get when we get to L.A., he's going to be arrested by the TSA for getting the wrong flight, and I'll be visiting him. In Later, we figured out that what I really should have said was, hey, dude, shh, 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 I made it on the plane. Because we had talked earlier. What if I snuck onto your flight? You think I could get on? You think I could buy them? You know, so. You should have played that. I should have. I, I didn't think of it till after the fact. But oh, anyway, that so that's why he's here. Kind of a surprise visit. Hanging that was out a really long explanation. I enjoyed it. But I just want to say, like, we yeah. started, hey, tell Jennifer why you're here. Which would have been like, oh, I felt like coming to California. That's why he's here. Because we care about you, Jennifer. We want to hear these stories. Yeah. No. Do you have a story that you can make last very short, which probably shouldn't? Uh, this one time I was on an airplane, and uh, it was my first time since that. I had a mental breakdown a few years ago, and there was a gremlin, and my wife didn't believe me. Mm. That's then an we episode got, again. Again, you're, trying, then we you're got William off. Shatner. Again. That's a Twilight Zone episode, Jennifer. You're not. That's not. That didn't happen to you. Right. But we got off the plane, and the camera showed us that. The See this camera because that was camera, a TV episode. TV episode. So even you're saying camera. Uh, let me ask you this: Were or you in black it, and yeah, white? Were you in black? And yeah. White? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You know that doesn't happen in right. real life. Well, Jennifer, um, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. This is going to seem out of left field to you, okay. but I'm sorry. Is a basketball player an athlete? What? Just answer the question. Don't get too deep about it yet. Is the basketball player an athlete? The or just a? Is a basketball player an athlete? Yes. Okay. Is a tennis player an athlete? Yes. Is someone who does competitive powerlifting an athlete? Yes. Is a guy who jumps over... The Great Wall of China, like an export type situation on a skateboard, an athlete. Yes. Yes. What? Spencer and I in the car last weekend yeah. went on for 40 minutes about this. And I can't believe you're backing him up on this. He thinks that's an athlete. Well, yeah. It's not. Why not? Because an athlete is is somebody who competes in a sport, not just somebody who does a physical stunt. Powerlifting is kind of a physical stunt. Compete? Did you not hear me say competitive powerlifting? Well, yeah, but it's still just one person do it. Like at a time. You, but have you ever tried to jump over shit on a skateboard? Is somebody else also trying? And are you beating him by you doing it and him not? Absolutely. That's how the That's entire how skateboarding is. The other works. is was the other skateboard guy there. Um, no. Is snowboarding an Olympic event? Yeah, but what yes, if because you're trying to get what trick if points and then another guy's going to come down okay, after but what you. What if it's not competitive? What if you're just going to the slopes? Are you not an athlete in that case? I don't know. That is the part of discussion that we need to have. Is Are you? Yeah. So when if the guy, I, just I don't go to think Big athletics and, happens to or has to be competitive. A, yo- a yogi, well, maybe not somebody who practices yoga. No, no, no. Go down that line. Well, I was going to say. Uh, Yoga as an exercise versus the eight-limb path of yoga. Right. Someone who does yoga, I would count them as an athlete. Get out of my house. Are you serious? Athletics doesn't necessarily mean competitive. But yoga? It's fucking I, hard. That uh, Many I, things are hard. To me, athletics has to do with training your body to do something. Tell me what you think athletics is. I just said it. Okay, training your body to do something. You can swallow swords. Are you an athlete? Okay, training your body to do something that has yeah, to do with endurance. Changing. See, see, that has to do with endurance. It. Endurance? It's, yes. It's like a sport thing. All right, I thought. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe I'm outnumbered on this. It's competitive. Haven't you heard about the competitive sport? But it's not competitive. Yeah. Everyone you, knows this, Brian. 
When we got, all compete I all think, the time. On okay, the I think the word athlete is being misused. Spencer doesn't agree that it is, and that's all I'm trying to say. Well, in, uh, you, okay, if you're a long distance runner, not in a race, are you no longer an athlete? Okay, that no. Hang on, there's a great. Go ahead. Where are you? Well, there are a lot of instances where you're thinking of something being done alone, like the guy who jumped over the Great Wall of China, which was an incredibly athletic, uh, um, athletic uh, thing to do. I now mean, you've even changed the word. Physically the amazing. Right. Yes, and it can and, be honored. I think the people and, that use athlete and, wrong. And uh, he's competing against every skateboarder who came before him mm-hmm. and he's tried different stuff. No, he's doing a stunt. Or, he's a stuntman. No. And here's the deal. And here's why I was saying and. No, I think what's happening in that, that culture. Will, if that guy was here, he would kick your ass. He would just And he would. No, you're a stuntman. Listen, you're listen. Not competing. Listen, I'm not saying that being a stuntman and doing that isn't honorable. And here's the thing. I think that you and your and your no, and your people that, that no, no, and no, Jennifer. You're, you're let me finish this moment. sentence. Okay, you and Jennifer, the people that agree with your idea, mm-hmm. are thinking that the word athlete somehow has this honor about it and that you want to wear that honor as a cape of, of respect and honorability. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But I'm just saying I can still respect the guy that jumped the Great Wall on the skateboard. Of course. I'm just not going to use the word athlete. That's all. I don't, stuntman. Wait, I don't say that as though. stuntman. Yeah, the it, little mocking tone you just no, used no. to describe my voice no, saying that. I think that. athlete means no, somebody that, who, who engages it, in it, athletic it, Activity. What is an athletic activity? If I cared to look it up, I'd find it doesn't. In your opinion, it's not inherently competitive. Like it's it's something in like my brain is so shot right now. Ballroom dancing. Yeah. Get out of my other house. (laughs) You can't say ballroom dancing is endurance. No, it's not. You're dancing to music. Okay, tomorrow, so tomorrow so, night, so my Mikhail Gorishnikov, who's yes. just dancing to music, dancer. Beautiful is not dancer. an athlete. No. Have you seen him perform? Can you fucking do that, No, Brian? but that's also not the definition of what an athlete is. Whether you can do it or not. It's not a challenge of, I can't do it, but you can. You just vice- flipped your own definition of athlete. No, I didn't. You, just, you were saying that like competitiveness is part, a competition is inherent in, ath- in being an athlete. Yes. But then you just turned around and said, it's not about... No, it's not about if you're doing something it's hard to do, is what I mean. It's if, if okay, I know, can I dance like Barishnikov? Of course not. But, but you, that... you seriously don't think Barishnikov is an athlete? He is a dancer. And dancers are not athletes? No, they're dancers. There's overlap. They're not no, mutually exclusive. Isn't. Stop messing with my cubbies. What a, okay, we don't need voices not on mic, but somebody else brought up J-Lo, but that's the same as Brishnikov. No, it's not dancing. even kind of the same no, as Brishnikov. Now, here you go. You found your little line. Okay, that's good. The voice off mic found a line for you between one dancer that you said, say training. is an athlete, but J-Lo, and B- is Beyonce an athlete? If she were just a dancer, maybe, but she's not. Like, it's not the only thing she does. Brishnikov dances. That's what he trained his entire life to be a dancer. What about the dance crews that do these movies or that are, that that's are like, jump up, get in, and... again? What like, about the Lord uh, of the Dance? What about the Irish Lord of the yes. Dance people? Athletes! Yes, I would count them as athletes! athletes. Not I, I ex- like, and I'm Here's not saying the that athlete is not what they primarily identify as. Like they would be filling out something like, "What do you do? I am an yes, athlete." Yes, and all I'm saying is, why do we have to muddy up that word? Here's what about the, thing, the poor Brian. guy that is the, Brian, the, the what? I don't think that a good many of those people in half of those examples would call themselves an athlete. However, 
I think that they would say what they do is athletic. Yes. All right. Now, and mm. and a good many of the people in the other half of the examples you objected to, like the guy who jumped the Great Wall of China on a skateboard or, yeah. or Stuntman. Hold on. You're reducing him to Stuntman. This not guy, reducing. You no, keep, no, no. And Brishnikov is just putting the thoughts in my I'm head. I'm just going to keep talking. Here's, no, but you're putting thoughts in my head. He's I'm not, not using the word Stuntman as if he's it's a bad He's a competitive a athlete who's competed over and over and over in But he wasn't when he jumped the wall. What you, so? What you have to be on the gridiron to be an athlete? No. Oh wait, no. OJ is not an athlete. Oh, he's, he's a murderer. No, he's he's a murdering murder. someone this week. That makes him not an athlete. A okay. <laughs> no athlete. No, a the, person the, who is proficient in sports and other forms already, of physical exercise. I read it already. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what was the first sentence? Proficient in sports. Now but, you have to define sports and has, other forms of yeah. physical exercise. All right. All Dancing. Right. Would be considered a form of physical exercise. Really? Doing a 50-yard dash. What about throwing a pot? What if you're a potter? What? Like A pot. You're making a pot on a wheel. You're I a don't potter. think that's exercise. That's not physical exercise. It's Why not? It's physical. Exertion. So was walking to the it? kitchen. Have you ever done it? Yes, you don't I know. have. Maybe. I have. All right. Did it make your arms tired? Carrying Standing here with my arm over here. Is not? not no. Sport. Okay. Why not? Why isn't carrying groceries a sport? Because you're being it's, deliberately it's, no, 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 obtuse. No. I'm trying chore. to find the, his line. I'm Exertion. trying to find your guys' line now. Jesus, I'm bored with this. No, no, no. I'm letting you guys have it. I'm giving up. You guys right. outvoted here's me. The we got to roll. They got to close think, the show soon. I'm here's what I think. I think that some things are athletic. Okay. And it doesn't mean that they're an athlete if they do them. And a good many sports, more than you would think, have a competitive either through direct competition through rules or setting records or competing in the scope of what you're able to achieve within that art form or sport. Mm. All right. So we're going to leave it open to the listeners. We'll talk about it on the next show. Go to the uh, Facebook page, Brian. I'm um, sorry, facebook.com slash the Brian Howard show. And we, and I'll put the question up there and you guys comment whether or not, okay, what is our, well, how, how are we phrasing the question? Is the guy that jumped over? Uh, yeah. The great wall. Let's of China. use him. Is he an athlete? Okay, is he an athlete? How mm-hmm. did he even do that? Because he's ramp. awesome. Okay. Yeah, and he's awesome, and I applaud him, but I just don't give him that moniker. Dictionary.com yeah. has an even broader definition. Let's hear it. And then, but we A wrap person it up. trained or gifted in exercises or contests involving physical agility, stamina, or strength. Contests. Yeah, there's contest. the word. There's the word. Hey, or, I, I, I'm leave it but alone. that's an or. Okay. Okay. But it's there. Anyway, uh, Jenny Lynn, congratulations on passing. On the... jumping over the Great Wall of China no, on my test. No, your thing of your test of <laughs> yeah. insurance, you're going to be able to bury people soon. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. People need buried. I know, right? You can't just have them lying no. around everywhere. <laughs> Terribly inconvenient. Spencer, where can people check you out in the upcoming weeks and months? Well, you can like my like my page. Um, it's just a loosely piece of paper but just like it with your feelings <laughs> um, I wrote Spencer Home Comedy on it um, and uh, uh, please check out my Kickstarter I'm raising you know, some money to get a dirt bike um, <laughs> that's what Christmas it should be special coming up Christmas special uh, that'll probably be at hackandslash.com but also you know what just go to spencerhome.com spencerhome.com <laughs> I will be appearing uh, this weekend coming up at the at the Great Lakes Medieval Fair in my Renaissance Fair guys is brutal. Uh, uh, 
Um, and I'm also doing one show a day with you. That's we didn't right. get into that. Maybe we'll do Slash another show. I don't know. Show. We do a show at the end of the day. It's highly improvised, completely improvised, very, very weird. They've been pretty funny shows and almost completely verbal. We do little tricky tricks just to keep the audience, just keep the dumber people focused. But mostly it's all about what comes out of our, our face holes. So if you're, uh, please go out to the Great Lakes Mutual Fair this weekend. Look it up. Uh, just just Google it. You're smart people. Uh, this is the last week I'm there, so it's the last chance you can see me do the show with Spencer and his uh, medieval fair guys as Slash. After that, I will be appearing at the Washington Midsummer Renaissance Fair. Jennifer Lynn will be appearing uh, nearby at a Great Wall with a skateboard or somewhere getting ready to On the wing of your airplane. On the wing of your airplane. It's good to be back with you guys. Please like the show on uh, iTunes. Give us a five-star review and write something cool about us. Uh, please uh, post this on social media. We want to see more posts by our listeners that, hey, we watched the show or we listened to the show. Check out here's the new episode. Tell your friends about it. Your friends will tell two friends. They'll tell two friends. They'll tell two friends. And then we'll all get together and have a shampoo commercial. On behalf of our very special guest, Spencer Hum, Yo. and my regular uh, compatriot in crime, the unkillable Jennifer Lynn, this is Brian Howard saying, cheers. Cheers.